It happens to so many couples. I've seen it again and again. At the beginning, there was deep passion in the relationship and in the bedroom. And at some point, everything went south. No more sex, no more intimacy, no more connection. Disconnect became the new normal. A sense of awkwardness in the air. Talking bullshit that doesn't come from the heart. Acting as if everything is fine, even though both know nothing is fine. This doesn't have to be the case. I know this not only from the many couples and individuals I've worked with all over the world, but also from my own relationship with my wife Liliana. I know wholeheartedly, the longer you are together in a relationship, the higher the possibility of experiencing deeper intimacy, deeper trust, deeper passion, deeper safety in the relationship. However, of course, if we don't have the right tools and resources to create this, then it's going to prove very challenging. I will show you in today's episode how you can make radical and effective changes in your relationship to reignite the passion, both overall in the relationship, but also in the bedroom. Welcome to the Masculine and Feminine Dynamics podcast. My name is Lorin Kren and I'm a relationship coach. I help you to embody your awakened masculine and awakened feminine in relationships and life. Let's dive in. Just because a loss of attraction, a lack of attraction, a lack of passion and polarity happens to so many couples, doesn't mean that it is normal or that it is the way it should be. There is this collective idea that a long-term relationship becomes boring after a while that love and passion fade with time. And of course, it is normal if couples don't have the resources and tools to go deeper, to move through challenges, to move through tension, to move through conflict that naturally arises in a relationship. There is no way around that. It's natural, no matter how conscious the relationship, that there is tension, that there are challenges to work through. And also, while it is true that the honeymoon phase ends at a certain point, contrary to our common understanding, this doesn't mean that the sex and intimacy become less passionate. There's this idea, honeymoon phase ends, well, then the sex and intimacy become less passionate. No, when the honeymoon phase ends, ideally at a spiritual level what happens is that everything matures to an even deeper level of depth in the relationship. So the sex, the intimacy, the connection takes an even deeper level and the passion matures into something even more profound. Now, this leads us to the biggest block. I'll be discussing now the biggest blocks that couples experience that um, wane passion, that wane intimacy, that doesn't allow us to experience deep and profound sex. And then I will talk about what needs to be done in order to create radical changes, profound changes to reignite that passion as powerfully as possible, but not just reignite it, but also to actively deepen it. Because I'll talk about that later, but I always like to say, love is infinite, passion is infinite, devotion is infinite. You can always go deeper. That's the beauty. So the longer you are together, the deeper you can go. Is it going to be easy? No. But is it possible? 
Yes. And is it worth it? 1000% yes. Now, let's talk about the first block that couples experience that lead them towards this downward spiral of no intimacy, no sex, no passion. The first block is not being able to navigate conflict. This is a huge one. If a couple does not know how to navigate conflict, it's going to naturally erode intimacy, trust, passion, safety over time. Because when we don't know how to deal with conflict, it lingers. There, it's, it's never fully resolved, which leads to disconnect. The disconnect, the continuous experience of the disconnect leads to a lack of emotional intimacy, which then translates always to a lack of physical intimacy. Because sex starts outside of the bedroom and becoming physical is only a byproduct of the emotional intimacy that was created beforehand. This is especially true for women, for the feminine, but it also holds truth, of course, for men, for the masculine. Here is what happens when you're not able to reconnect properly after conflict. It leads to disconnect, which creates distrust, which I call creating negative momentum. So many couples experience negative momentum in their relationship. Ultimately, what this means is the more disconnect you experience, the more this disconnect lingers, the more your body and nervous system get used that whenever there is conflict, what follows is disconnect. So a pattern gets created. If you go for the same thing again and again and again, the body and the nervous system adapts to it. It becomes the new normal. So whenever you have that same argument, that same fight that keeps repeating or a new fight about something new that arises, it doesn't have to be the same thing then already your body, your nervous system braces itself and repeats the same reaction. Disconnect, suffering. For some couples, this can even mean breaking up for, for a little while. A more subtle expression is for hours being in disconnect or for days even being in disconnect and not being able to connect properly. And of course, here and there, there can be disconnect. But the longer you spend in disconnect, the more momentum, the more negative momentum it creates. More about that later, how you can really powerfully shift out of that disconnect. But to make it clear, your body and nervous system get used to it. This creates negative momentum because now it's not only the conflict which where the pattern repeats itself. There is disconnect every time. Now you also start to fear the conflict. And because you fear the conflict, you try to avoid it. You try to tiptoe around it, which creates even more blockage because you're no longer speaking your truth. You're no longer in your power. You're trying to avoid, you're fearing something. And this kind of even strengthens that downward spiral of negative momentum and erodes the intimacy. So it's not just that our body and nervous system is um, adapted to the to that exact same experience. So the moment there is conflict, we emotionally shut down. That is one of these experiences. Or the moment there is conflict, we beg our partner to, to reconnect and there's the other partner shuts down and there's this constant back and forth, which creates so much suffering and creates this huge disconnect. Whatever it is, I'm not going to go too deep into every single possible way how this can express itself. But just to be, just to make it clear, emotional shutdown. So the, the, the moment there is conflict, your body goes, 
okay, now it's time for emotional shutdown. This has been automated. This is, you've conditioned the body unconsciously into that conflict, shutdown, disconnect. And this, and then of course a fear starts to happen. It almost becomes this thing that now has power over you. And that should never happen. Conflict should never have power over you. More about that in a second. So what do we need to do in order to really powerfully shift through the first blockage, which is not being able to navigate conflict? Now, the first thing we need to learn is to tackle conflict head on. This doesn't mean that you don't take, you can say, I need 10 minutes to ground myself or whatever, or I need half an hour. But obviously not, I need three days <laughs> because that's just going to cause more disconnect. This doesn't mean that you have to tackle it in the heat of the moment when you're totally triggered and in your wounding, expressing from your wounding or from your shadow. Take 10 minutes, but communicate that, of course, with the shared vision of then to reconnect deeper. That's not what I mean. But what I'm meaning is as quickly as possible, you want to tackle that head on, meaning you speak your truth. You speak what's really in your heart, not afraid of the other person leaving you, not afraid of the other person not agreeing with you, not pleasing them, but really speaking your truth. And this takes true courage, especially for those who are prone to pleasing, especially those who have difficulties setting boundaries. But it is extremely important that you are in that practice of speaking and sharing your heart's truth. Because... If you cannot express that in an argument and you're kind of becoming inauthentic because of fear of the other person losing you, then that's not going to allow you to resolve that. So very important whenever there is conflict, both have to be able and have to feel safe to be able to speak their heart's truth, of course, while honoring the other person, not ripping them apart. Speaking your heart's truth can be fierce, can involve setting boundaries, but it's coming from a place of love. One way you can do this is just breathe deeply into your heart and then express deeply from your heart. And what happens then when both are doing that, passion in conflict can quickly, because the energy of passion has this interesting dynamic where it can lead to a passion from a passionate argument to passionate intimacy or even passionate lovemaking. You might have experienced this. So there is a charge because ultimately there is a charge and, and that is actually good when a couple has that charge because you can use that charge to powerfully work through. Of course, some get completely hijacked by their shadow and then it's a never-ending argument. But what I'm essentially saying, if both fiercely speak their heart's truth with the shared vision to reconnect and tackle this as quickly as possible in order to connect again, then everything shifts because both can feel this profound passion that comes together, that melts into one another of both essentially wanting to reconnect at the highest level. And that creates for a really powerful experience where you are able to navigate conflict really, really powerfully. And also you are teaching your body and nervous system that conflict is not bad. Conflict means you can resolve it and conflict also means afterwards you can connect even deeper and experience even more intimacy because you understand each other even more deeply and because you stepped even more into your truth, truly speaking, your heart.
This is what happens. The more you do this, the more it gains positive momentum because you experience more connection. And now, ultimately, you're teaching your body when there is conflict, we cannot just resolve it, but we can even connect deeper. We learn more about each other. We understand each other deeper. Boom. And now everything starts to change. Doesn't mean you're going to love conflict from now on, but it certainly means you're no longer afraid of it. And it certainly means you don't fear that it's going to destroy the relationship or anything along those lines. You know it's part of any relationship. And when it arises, you can face it and you know in your heart you can connect even deeper. That's truly powerful. When a couple has that embodied experience, boom, everything shifts. And what is the key thing here to make this really clear? The key thing here is to prioritize connection above everything. If you don't prioritize connection above everything in a relationship, then there's going to eventually intimacy is going to wane. So the couples who experience the deepest intimacy and passion in the bedroom in general, in any moment, they prioritize connection above all things. So what do my wife and I do? When we experience a disconnect, we don't let it linger. We tackle it full on, um, speaking our hearts true, fiercely if necessary, setting boundaries if we have to, really, but both with that shared vision of connecting as quickly and as powerfully as possible. And this literally shifts everything. Now, what is the second blockage that so many couples experience? The second blockage is that both parties don't live from their core energy. So most people, their core energy is masculine or feminine. It's not gender specific, but usually very often a man has a core masculine energy and a woman has a core feminine energy. There are some rare exceptions where that is more balanced. Um, it's different for every person, but these are just exceptions. Usually someone has a core masculine or core feminine energy. And with that comes specific energetic responsibilities in the dance of intimacy and also comes specific core desires. So if you are not living from your core energy or not aware of what your core energy is, then you don't really know what your desires are. This leads to you not being able to know how to communicate your desires. And also it doesn't allow you to own and take responsibility for your unique energetic responsibility as the masculine or as the feminine in the dance of intimacy. So very quickly, because if I would go too deep into this, this podcast episode is going to be very, very long. But for example, a man, if his core masculine energy, if his core energy is masculine, for instance, he takes the lead in a healthy way in the relationship. That can be one expression, conscious leadership. So this, for instance, means arranging date nights and um, making sure that there is quality time spent together. For instance, hey, baby, this Friday, I'm going to make that dinner reservation. And this doesn't mean um, dominating in the sense we're going to go there because I want to go there my way or the highway. No, but it's this kind of very powerful, assertive leadership that says, baby, on Friday, I'm going to make this dinner reservation. And we're going to have some really powerful, we're going to have some really beautiful quality time together to connect. For instance, something along those lines. So this is a kind of expression of conscious of conscious leadership, and it's it cre it's 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 just an energetic responsibility. What are other re energetic responsibilities? Being present, bringing depth to the relationship. The masculine has this incredible gift of of bringing depth. Right, a man who embodies his awakened masculine core brings depth into the mundane, transforms mundane moments, um, or has the ability to bring so much depth to mundane moments. You do this through your deep breath. You do this through your posture. You do this through very powerful practices that I teach in my Awakened Masculine program. 
What else? For instance, being grounded, just in general being grounded and not being in a shaky, insecure energy and needy energy, but coming from a grounded and powerful place. This will, this is what it means to own your energetic responsibility. And as you do this, it will naturally create really powerful attraction, really powerful emotional intimacy, which then translates into really profound sexual intimacy. Now, speaking as the woman, let's say the woman has a, a, her core energy is feminine. This could be, for instance, trusting the conscious leadership of him. Of course, you don't want to trust his lead if he's coming from his shadow. But if he's coming from his um, masculine core and he's bringing his leadership, trusting this lead, opening your heart towards his leadership, because that naturally creates that deep polarity, giving him space to step up allowing him space to, to step up powerfully, to show up powerfully. For instance, his archaic desire to protect you. To What could it be? It could be something as simple as carrying the grocery bags or whatever. That in alone already creates that spark. So I don't allow my, my wife to, if we go grocery shopping together, I don't allow her to carry the grocery bags. I mean, it's an absolute no-go. <laughs> absolute no-go. I carry them as many as they are, as heavy as they are, right? So just little things, little things, just being being a gentleman, that's one of these, and allowing him to be that, or anything protective. So it could be these little things such as um, when we're walking on a busy road, I'm going to go on the left um, and, sh and my woman is going to face the words, uh, towards the wall where it's safer. And all these little things, you know, these are deeply archaic things within the masculine, this kind of protective incident. If you can open yourself and be appreciative of this, of this, this is very beautiful. And of course, also here, I'm calling him out from your oracle if that is, if it comes up, if he's lacking integrity, if not, he's not present with you, right? If he's losing himself in passivity or anything along those lines, calling him out from, from your, from your awakened feminine. I've talked about this in many previous episodes. This is also part of what allows you both to grow. And ultimately, if he listens to it and steps up, allows for deeper intimacy, allows for deeper passion. Otherwise, you both get stuck. If you give in as a woman to your abandonment fears or fear of rejection, don't express it. Resentment is growing and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't allow you to both evolve. And also, um, what else will be the angelic responsibility? Not going into hyper-independence in this masculine armor, but letting him in letting him into your heart, allowing him to contribute to the safety and openness of your heart. Of course, this goes way deeper. But if we live from our core energy, and I teach about this in my Awakened Masculine, Awakened Feminine programs, how you really start to embody your Awakened Masculine or Awakened Feminine, which completely shifts your relationship life. But living from our core energy automatically means we express ourselves in the most authentic way, which naturally creates deep intimacy when we're, not, when we're embodying our true self. We, we embody our specific desires. We live in a way that is truthful to our deepest core. And this naturally creates so much intimacy, amplifies and intensifies and deepens our experience in the bedroom. It's like two magnets wonderfully flowing and coming together and being so deeply drawn to one another in such a natural, such a sacred and such a powerful way. And if the polarity is flipped, for instance, if the woman who has a feminine core is living from masculine, is, is overly living in her masculine, we can also call masculine armor, or and he gets lost in passivity, doesn't take any lead, doesn't take any responsibility, there is a lack of action, there is, of course, this then leads to no emotional intimacy, no sex, no nothing. Both are entirely stuck.
So what's the key here in order to reignite the passion? It is about starting to and to going towards the most profound journey, embodying our awakened essence, whether that is masculine or whether that is feminine, and then owning our true desires, owning our energetic responsibility in the dance of intimacy. Again, I teach this in my awakened feminine and awakened and masculine programs. And this is where we really start to reignite the passion. Do you want to go from an internal state of scarcity to creating true abundance in your life? Do you want to transcend painful relationship dynamics to experience the intimacy and connection you truly desire? Then I invite you to join my upcoming Shadow Work in Relationships and Creating Abundance two-part course starting on the 9th of June. The first live call focuses on the shadow work within you to release inner blocks and limitations to create true abundance in your life. The second part focuses on the shadow work in relationships, how you can create the relationship you want. This is for both singles and couples as shadow work is an internal process deep within you. Click on the show notes or visit lorinkren.com to save your spot today. Now, what is the third blockage that couples experience? Um, of course, there are more, but um, these three are kind of the, the one of the most crucial ones and one of the most common ones. And the third blockage is that we fail to protect our partner from our own shadow. If you follow my work for a while, have attended one, some of my workshops of my trainings, you know how important to apply this protecting your partner from your shadow. So many couples, individuals in the relationship protect their wounds onto their partner because we do not check in with what bullshit are we unloading onto our partner. We need to take responsibility for that. We need to protect our partner from our mother, from our father wounds, from our commitment wounds, from our abandonment fears, whatever it is. We need to protect them from our own shadow. This doesn't mean you have to be perfectly healed, but what it means is you need to be able to communicate with your partner and apologize and take ownership when you've come from your shadow, because otherwise you're unloading that onto them. And why does that happen? Because we, it's an attempt to shield us from having to take responsibility, being held accountable from doing our own work, from taking responsibility for any bullshit that we bring into the relationship. And we all bring our shit into relationships. We all bring our unhealed, unresolved traumas and wounds. It's fine. You don't have to be, you don't have to be perfectly healed, but you have to be fucking aware. You have to make sure that these things that you bring into a relationship don't sabotage the relationship. Don't create the exact opposite of what you actually want to create. So the moment you start to protect your partner from your shadow and take responsibility for your healing, that is when you start to reignite the passion. Because the moment you can consciously communicate and take ownership when you're in your shadow, when you're coming from a wound, you let them into your heart, you build bridges, you reconnect deeper, you understand each other deeper, and then you support ultimately each other's, the safety of each other's nervous system, you support each other's hearts opening. I want to share about my relationship with my wife Liliana. So because we practice all of these things, because that is our main focus, prioritizing connection, prioritize that beautiful, wonderful dance of intimacy that occurs in a union and taking responsibility for whatever, whatever it is that we bring into the relationship that is not going to contribute, not in service to the highest love, not in service to our sacred union. Also speaking our heart's truth fiercely, speaking our deepest truth, not letting anything unspoken, not letting anything linger. 
This has allowed us to deepen our love, to deepen the polarity and to make us realize that it go, can go deeper and deeper. Sometimes we say, can this go any deeper? And then a few months, a few weeks later, it has gone deeper. Now, with having said that, this doesn't mean there are not any challenges. This doesn't mean we're perfectly enlightened and everything is absolutely 100% perfect. Every person, no matter how awake and no matter how conscious they are, no relationship is perfect. Simply no relationship is perfect. Why? Eckhart Tolle has this beautiful saying that a relationship is not here to make you happy. It is here to awaken you. A relationship is in service to the, your highest evolution and not to the comfort of your shadow, no matter at what level of consciousness you are. So even though my wife and I go deeper and deeper into the nature of love, this doesn't mean we don't have to overcome obstacles. This doesn't mean we don't have to set boundaries. We have to do all of that. But because we do that, we can dive deeper into the nature of love. And that is the true beauty of it. And that is the positive momentum. Because now, the more connection you experience, the more connected you will feel. The deeper the sex and intimacy you experience, the more you're going to experience of that. That is the beauty and that is creating positive momentum, which is key in order to reignite the passion. Switching from negative momentum into positive momentum. Is that easy? No. Will it take all of you? Yes. But that's the journey. You're not here to be comfortable in relationships. You're here to evolve at the highest level. Another thing that is so crucial here is that we need to stop seeing a relationship as a comfort zone, as I just mentioned, or something that allows us to run away, to avoid our traumas and wounds. No, we need to look at our relationship as our highest spiritual practice, as our highest spiritual practice from moment to moment. And this also completely shifts and reignites the passion because we, we actively engage in each moment with an incredible profound heart openness, heart curiosity, devotion, presence. It completely changes our energy, fierceness, courage. It allows us to really meet every moment with the courage of our heart. So I want to quickly summarize the several steps I've talked about today um, before I bring today's episode to an end. By, in order to reignite the passion, we need to go from negative momentum to positive momentum. What are the key areas to create that? Number one, learning how to navigate conflict. The moment we teach our body and nervous system that we cannot just navigate and resolve conflict, but actually understand each other deeper, learn more about each other afterwards, which translates into deeper emotional intimacy, which then translates into deeper physical intimacy. That's the first thing. What is the second thing? Living from our core energy. That means embodying our awakened masculine, our awakened feminine essence, which means now we are aware of our desires. We can consciously express these desires. And we're also aware of our unique energetic responsibility, our 50% in this wonderful dynamic, and, and, and also what the other person's 50% is. This creates so much clarity. And the third one is protecting your partner from your own shadow. Because the moment you start to do that, the, these three things, you can create heaven on earth in your relationship. This really has the power of transforming absolutely everything. Now, if you want to step into deeper healing, create the intimate life that you truly desire, then I invite you to visit lorinkren.com trainings. And I also invite you to join my newsletter, which you can find in the show notes or by visiting lorinkren.com slash newsletters to receive in-depth, for free, powerful emails 
every single Friday, covering a specific theme and also learning more about our upcoming offerings. I also do offer free ebooks on our website, which you can check out in the show notes or visiting lorinkren.com books. If you have enjoyed this episode, if you have gained powerful insights, experience shifts from this episode, then it would mean the world to me if you can share it with someone whom you feel this would serve you. And of course, if you share it on your social medias where it even reaches more people, that would mean the world to me because the more people we reach, the more impact we can make on the global level of consciousness, the more awakening, the more healing can occur. And if you're not subscribed to the podcast yet, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast because then every single podcast episode will appear and you will be notified. Again, thank you so much for being here. I'm truly, truly honored to host this podcast and I'm deeply honored to have you here. Have an amazing day. Mm-hmm.